0: And uh, for the rest of us here, I'd like you to take your Bibles, and we're going to turn to the book of Genesis here this morning, first book in your Bible, and we're going to be looking at the thought of how you walk, or what does it mean to walk with the Lord. And so, again, let's go ahead and take our Bibles here, we'll turn to Genesis chapter 5, and we'll begin in verse number 19, we'll uh, consider the this thought about walk or walking, and so Let's begin here in Genesis chapter 5 and verse number 19. Genesis chapter 5, verse 19. It says, And Jared lived after he begot Enoch 800 years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 960 and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God. After begot Methuselah 300 years, they begot sons and daughters. I want to consider some thoughts on walking here today as the Bible mentions Enoch walked with God. Let's go ahead and pray as we consider this thought here today. Father, thank you again uh, for this time we can meet. We thank you again for the freedom we have uh, to assemble in our country. We thank you for the freedom we have to uh, choose salvation. We have the freedom also to walk with you. Again, ask for your uh, blessings on this time here this morning. Help us again to consider this thought of walking here today. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Well, there's some people that aren't really walkers per se. I understand that all of us walk here and there, but I remember, again, uh, just an unusual person. And again, I could mention his name, some of you know him, but. He would always, in general, run from place to place. He did this till maybe he was 19, 22 or so years old. And I remember talking to him after that. I said, why don't you run like you used to? He said, I'm just getting old. I do walk. And uh, he's not old and, and really that, that old. He's probably five, six years younger than me. But uh, he'd always run from place to place. And I noticed that about him. And, and when you consider the thought of walking, all of us walk. And everyone has a recognizable walk. You know, I didn't know, I don't know if you know this, but AI now is using sometimes uh, walking as a way of recognizing people. And uh, no one walks the same. And everybody walks a little bit different. But uh, as we consider this thought of walking here, do I just want to take kind of a general overview of walking in the scriptures. The Bible says here, Enoch walked with God. And uh, it says that here twice in the Bible it says in verse 24 it says an Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him and so it mentions Enoch here twice and it mentions in verse number 22 which we read about he walked with God after he begot Methuselah for uh, a time period of 300 years and begot sons and daughters and it talks about just before he was taken away it says he he walked with God for God took him. And so there was something different about you, uh, Enoch here, and it's that he walked with God. And it's noted in the Bible, and there are other individuals in the Bible. The Bible talks about them walking uh, with God. And you can look there in chapter uh, six and verse number four. It says, these are the generations of Noah. He was a just man and perfect in his generation. And, and Noah walked with God. Uh, Are you walking with God, and do you even know what walking with God is about? And so we're going to kind of look at that here this morning. Again, in in one message, it's certainly not possible uh, to fully, uh, again, cover a a subject as broad as this. But we know that Enoch certainly was someone that didn't have the Bible, but yet he walked with God. And so you don't have to have the Bible to walk with God. Uh, Enoch was a guy who didn't have a church, and yet he walked with God. Even Enoch didn't have, again, others that maybe would walk alongside with him and, and uh, walk in the same direction with him, but yet Enoch walked with God. And so when I consider his walk here today, and uh, as we think about walking, if you're going to walk with someone, uh, it means to walk normally in close proximity to them, in maybe a common direction as them, going into a common place with them. And so certainly there's a closeness, And commonness with this walk. And so, as we talk about walking, uh, I suppose just about everybody's seen different people walk. If you see a husband and wife walk, you normally see them walk side by side, or you'll see them walk hand in hand, and you might assume they're husband and wife, or at least uh, friends of some kind. Uh, Again, when you walk with someone, you usually walk side by side, or you're in close proximity to them. Again, even with uh, young children, you'll normally recognize them as being part of a family because they'll walk close to their parents and, and that sort of thing. So walk, walking, especially walking with, is something that we want to consider, first of all. Again, it's a very basic thought, but walking with. Walking with. Are you walking with God? Let's turn to Genesis chapter 22. A great illustration of walking with is uh, found here in Genesis chapter 22. And I just bring this to your attention because sometimes it's good for us to see, uh, maybe in the Bible where something like this is carried out, where we see two people walking with each other. And so we'll pick up here in Genesis chapter 22 and uh, verse number four. Genesis chapter 22 and verse number four. The Bible says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw Uh, the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took wood of the burnt offering and laid upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God, will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both of them, so went both of them together. You see in verse number six, it says, they went both of them together. You see there in verse number eight, they went both of them together. And so a walk is when you go with someone in a purposeful direction. So they were going to a place to worship. They were going to a place to sacrifice. And so we'll talk about, I went to church with someone, or I went to, again, an event with someone. And so, again, it's always a together type of a thing. If you're walking with someone, you must walk together. Let's turn to John chapter 6. And again, sometimes, uh, again, when you walk together, depending on the situation, again, Uh, someone might have to slow down a bit and someone might have to speed up a bit, especially if you're uh, a little child is walking with a a mom or a dad, you'll see sometimes those feet really going on one and hardly moving on the other. But uh, there's going to be this this gate, this walking together uh, that takes place if you're truly walking with someone else. But the reality is someone can walk with someone, in a sense, and yet you find sometimes people will seek to walk no more with that particular person. An excellent example of this is in John chapter 6, and verse number 66. John 6, verse number 66, where uh, the Bible says here of some disciples and many of the disciples that followed Jesus, it says in John 6, verse 66, it says, and from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And so the Bible talks about some disciples walking no more with him. We might call them fair weather disciples, or maybe just maybe nominal disciples. See, again, we talk about disciples, and I don't want to confuse young people for sure with this. But a disciple of the Lord is just a student learning under someone else. It could be someone in a secular realm learning under someone else. But certainly, again, we know of the disciples in the Bible, and they're disciples that were truly disciples, and they're disciples that were just nominal disciples that weren't truly his disciples, because the Bible says here, they walk no more with him. And then verse number 67, it says that Jesus said to the 12, will you also go away? And Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe in, are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And so we find in the Bible that Peter was going to leave walking with him. And certainly there were some of the disciples, the inner disciples, we call them, again, the, the, the regular disciples, we might call them, uh, that walked with him because they knew that he true, truly was the Christ, the son of God. And so as we talk about walking here, first of all, we find out, Again, that walking is with someone other or walking with another. And so, again, we find uh, Enoch walking with the Lord, and, and, and the Bible mentions that. And let's turn back to our text here in Genesis chapter 5, verse number 22. As we consider this thought of walking, an overview of walking uh, with the Lord, uh, we see it's a walking with someone else or walking with another, but it's also a walking with another for a period of time. And that's denoted here in verse number 22 as saying, Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years and begot sons and daughters. And I could ask you again here today, and you could hopefully answer this today, how long did Enoch walk with God? Some would say 300 years. 300 years. Now that's a long walk. That's a consistent walk. That is a very impressive walk. 300 years of walking with God. But as we think about this thing of walking and walking with God, let's turn to Luke chapter 24. You know, skilled children sometimes see walking home with a buddy or a friend or maybe with their parents or whatever it might be. and, And for a time, they'll walk with each other and they'll get to the house or get by the buddy's house and the buddy will walk to his house and the other one will continue down the road. But uh, when you think about walking, it's always uh, limited to some degree uh, to time and and by time. Uh, Again, we see that in the Bible, even with uh, uh, Enoch's walk, it was a 300-year walk with him. Sort of a long walk with the Lord. But let's notice here Luke chapter 24 and uh, verse number 13. The Bible says, and behold, two of them went the same day to the village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three, three score furlongs. And they talked together of all the things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reason, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And so you see uh, an illustration of walking. here's two of the disciples of the Lord walking together. And all of a sudden, the Bible says in verse number 15, Jesus himself drew near them and went with them. So he went on this same walk with them. And so sometimes we find in life we are on a walk and we'll be uh, walking with someone else and then someone will join us. And then maybe someone will separate from us. But walking with another is always... Uh, Always along the lines of something that's mutually agreed upon. Amos 3.3 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? They can't. You normally don't see people that think different or, or sometimes are, are truly different in what they want to do, walk in the same direction or do the same thing. Someone might be, you know, I want to walk this way. And I want to walk that way. You might find that in a park situation, maybe even with your kids. You, you talk to your kids. Uh, what path should we take? We can go up here, or we can go down here. And, and some will say, "Well, I want the adventure of hiking. I want to go up there. I want to go up on, on that hill." Another one will say, oh, "We've walked enough today. Let's just walk to this place or walk to there." But as we talk about walking with God, there's always. A difference sometimes in people's stride and sometimes a difference in people's stamina and there's sometimes a difference in, in what they want to do. But when we walk to, with God, we have to walk wherever he would want us to walk. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Now, you don't get to lead in this walk with the Lord. I just want to say that you can try to lead and certainly, again, there are many that that try to lead the Lord. You know, I want to go this way, Lord. I want to buy this. I want to do this. I want to be involved with this or whatever. But that's not the way it is with the Lord. If you're going to walk with Jesus or you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to follow after where he'd want you to go. And so I want to point out here in First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, it says, for even where uh, where ye are called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Now, the walk with the Lord is maybe a little different in some ways. It's more of a father-son, I would say, kind of situation, or mother-daughter, whatever it might be. And you'll see that. You'll see, again, mom going along and the little kid, whoever it is, following after him. But that's kind of how we walk with the Lord. Someone says, do we walk hand in hand, side by side, uh, I don't necessarily think so, so much. Maybe, again, there are examples of that in the Bible, but again, I think about how people will walk. But in every case where you find uh, people walking together, it'll be, again, a, a walking in similar stride and similar way. I thought it interesting. I don't know if you grew up and have, ever did this, but have, has anybody here been involved with a three-legged race? I thought they were Cool. Back in the day when we uh, lived in Herm, Minnesota, I mean, I grew up and we were in three-legged races from time to time. So here's one person and here's another person and you tie two of their legs together. Maybe you've been at a reunion and had the same thing done. This used to be something people do. I don't know if they do it much anymore. But uh, you would take and try to stride together. You try to win a race by walking together. And I, th- I think it's interesting. I-, I looked this up just for fun. I thought, you know, are there records to how fast people can go in those kind of races? I remember winning a 3 legged race when I was a little kid. But I thought, are there any records to some of those races? How many of you know how far uh, a football field is? How-, how far is it from one end to the other on the football field? How many yards? 10 yards? 50 yards? Maybe you don't know. 100 yards. I mean, runners like me and Kevin knew that right off. We, we, you know, They used to have 100-yard races. And uh, you know, they have 100-meter races now because we kind of went to a different thing. But they had 100-yard races. And I thought about you know, how fast could two people run together in a 100-yard race? Well, I looked online and I'd say, i seen the world record for 100 yards is 12.2 seconds. I can't even run that by myself. Imagine running with someone leg and leg in 12 seconds. I bet you today I couldn't even break 15 seconds if I ran today, maybe I could. Yeah, we'd be down there 10.6 or something. <laughs> I don't know, but but it's just it, it, running a race with someone else at, at 12 seconds. And then I thought, you know, one of the races I used to run is one time around the track, 400 yards or 400 meters. And I looked at the world record for that, and I seen that that's one one minute and 22 seconds. And then, you know, the race I'd never really liked to run, I only ran it once in competition in like a situation where you were timed and... I was trying to win the race and that sort of thing. But again, the world record for that, running together with someone else, is seven minutes and 50 seconds. The um, record was set by Mike and Casey in 2013. So they still do this kind of race now and then. But three legged races. You know, in a, in a sense, we, we run a race with Jesus. We're to be connected with Jesus. We're to try to walk like Jesus. We're to to follow Jesus. We're to walk in his steps and follow in his steps. And it's important that we know what walking with God entails. It's not walking sometimes in in a particular way, in a particular fashion that's maybe unusual. I mean, again, I I, I saw this, that uh, Queen Marie Antoinette of France Uh, was a different kind of walker as a queen. And uh, she was known uh, to stride like a man. In other words, probably you say like a man. Well, she took big strides. And uh, she was sometimes trying to purposely disguise herself at, at banquets and balls and parties, but no one, she couldn't really do it because of her particular walk. Her walk was swift, they say. It was purposeful. It was bold. And some say, you know why why she walked that way? Uh, She walked that way because that's how she was created to walk. And she still walked like an empress, but she was different as a queen ruler. You know, people can walk different ways. They can walk away. They can walk with. Let's turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. There's some that'll walk away from Jesus. They'll hear about Jesus and they'll hear about the way of salvation and some will walk away from Jesus. Even people that are disciples of the Lord. And again, I'm not talking about a true saved individual disciple that'll walk away from Jesus, but you'll find, again, the Bible does mention in John 6, there are some disciples that walked no more with them. And again, it mentions many and there are only few that stuck with them. Second Thessalonians chapter three verse six, another verse on walking here. It mentions here now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you withdraw yourself from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which you have received. And so the Bible commands Christians not to walk with people that are walking kind of in a disorderly fashion. And uh, that would mean, again, in other words, not after the order of the Bible the order of the Scripture or after what the Bible talks about the due order. And so, again, when we talk talk about walking, we just can't just walk how we want or walk in whatever direction we want, but uh, we are to seek to walk with God. And so let me say that's kind of an overview of walking, but I want to consider, uh, again, maybe a closer view of this walk. What was this walking with God? like? Well, obviously it was a spiritual walk. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 5. It was a spiritual walk. Again, someone says, what kind of walk are we talking about when we want to talk about how's your walk? Uh, Is your walk a spiritual walk? Is it one that's guided by the Spirit of God? And is it guided by the Scriptures of God? Uh, Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 16, the Bible says, this I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts Of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. So again, if we're talking about what kind of walk was Enoch's 300-year walk, it was a spiritual walk. It was a walk directed by God. It was a walk directed by the spirit. In this chapter, verse number 25, it says, If you live in the spirit, let's also walk in the spirit. And so we are to walk in the Spirit. We're not to take a natural, fleshly walk through life, but we're to walk in the Spirit. And how can we walk in the Spirit? Well, let's turn to Psalm 119. Yeah, and I'm going to go to, a again, a familiar verse here, maybe hopefully to all of you, or at least most of you. But how do we walk in the Spirit? We don't have the Spirit maybe uh, to direct us in the same way that maybe... Enoch had or maybe even the way the apostles were directed like uh, you find again the, uh, Paul in Acts chapter 16 the spirit Bible says suffered him not in other words the spirit somehow came along and, and said no to Paul but how do we have this guide of the spirit the Bible says thy, lamp, th- thy word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. You know, how we could easily see that is if I had took this Bible and I put it right in front of me and it was able to move. It's not able to move, but it was able to move ahead of me and I would walk after the Bible. It's a lamp. It's a light. I mean, how many times have you guys, again, I don't do this so much anymore, but you look for a light in your car maybe to see something that you're looking for. Like, I'll go out to my garage and I'll be looking for Something. I used to grab a flashlight. I don't have to grab a flashlight anymore. I just grab my phone, flip it forward, use it as a lamp or light, and and it guides me. And I can see, and I can look around, and I can know where to go and that sort of thing because I have that light. The Bible is to be that light for us. Jesus is the Word. The Word is the light. Jesus is God. God is that light. And we're to walk in the light. The Bible encourages us to walk in the light. We see that in 1 John. Walk in the light as he is in the light. And then we'll have fellowship one with another. So we need to walk in the spirit. Not walk in the flesh. Romans 8 says not to walk after the flesh, but to walk after the spirit. And so we see, what kind of walk is it? It's it's definitely, here as we consider what Enoch's walk was like, it was a spiritual walk. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. We see Enoch mentioned here again in the New Testament, and we find others mentioned in the New Testament. And what is the walk of a Christian like? Well, certainly it's not the walk that the world is walking after. We walk with God as we walk by faith. And the Bible clearly talks about Enoch and, and his testimony and how his testimony of walking with God was different. It mentions here in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 5 by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before this translation he had this testimony that he pleased god it says in verse 6 but without faith is impossible to please him for he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he is rewarded them that diligently seek him so enoch the bible says here in verse number 5 had this testimony pleased god but someone says it doesn't talk about this this in the old testament he pleased God. How did he please God? Well, the Bible points out that he walked with God. And so we know how he pleased God. And so we, we understand that the walk that Enoch had was a faith walk. His testimony is one that included faith. He believed in the unseen. He followed after the unseen. In fact, you'll see again with this faith walk, it talks about Abraham's faith walk there in verse number 8. And... Uh, It talks about Sarah's faith walk in verse number 11. And in verse 13, it it summarizes the faith walk of all these that are mentioned before, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah. And it says in verse number 13 of these, it says that these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims. On the earth, they lived by faith. The Bible says, and they died by faith. They didn't receive the promise, but they saw them afar off. And so, what was Enoch's walk walk like? He saw things that God revealed to him that were afar off. Noah saw, again, the condemnation of the world afar off. And Abel there, in verse number four, he offered a sacrifice to God, maybe in some way seeing Jesus afar off. And I, I can't say that for sure, but again, it mentions it's an excellent sacrifice. He obtained righteousness. God testifies his gift. By this, he being dead yet, speaketh. Did he see something in the blood? Did he see, in a sense, the Messiah? Afar off, I don't know, but he saw something by faith afar off. the Bible says these all verse thirteen Abraham did Abraham in a sense uh saw the the ability to have a resurrection uh Sarah saw that she could conceive a child in her old age. she saw this afar off, and so when we talk about a faith walk is to see something that God would have us to see afar. Off. and for us we have hope unseen we have help unseen we have a savior unseen I've never seen Jesus I've never seen the resurrection but we see things afar off and the bible says Abraham here in this text here is amongst those that saw things afar off let's turn back to Genesis chapter 22. Do you see things afar off? I mean, they're not here yet. I mean, I see the rapture at some point. It might not be so far off. But it is, in a sense, something that's ahead of us. It is something that we do not yet see. And it'd be like uh, coming over a hill. You don't sometimes see what's on the other side. But you might see, in a sense, something that's that you know is there. But you also might see something that's not yet there. This is what we see with Abraham. He saw far off. In verse number seven, the Bible says, Genesis 22, verse seven, it says, And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they walk with them. Together. So, what did Abraham see? Well, Isaac said, Hey, there's no lamb. There's no lamb here. But what did Abraham see? God will provide himself a lamb. Now, there's a lot of, again, maybe people will say, You know, what was he truly seeing at this time by faith? He was definitely seeing that God would provide himself a lamb. And what would this lamb be? I'm thinking he thought certainly it was his son. Because look at verse number nine. He, he, what's the sacrifice? Where's the where's the offering? We have the fire, the wood. Where's the sacrifice? It says, and they came to a place which God had told him of. And Abraham built there an altar there and laid the wood on the altar and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife, uh, to slay his son, the angel of the Lord called on him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand on the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. And Abraham looked up his eyes and looked, and behold, him a ram caught in the thicket by the thorn, horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. You know, I don't think Abraham really realized until just right there where he saw that lamb, or ram, as he's called here, that God would provide himself a lamb. It says he saw by faith that God would give a lamb. But he didn't recognize that God would provide him a lamb, not his son, for a sacrifice. To walk with God, we need to walk by faith. And, and again, as he was walking and seeking, I believe, to do his will, it was in a sense kind of a blinded faith. He couldn't see what God would provide, but God did provide in time. And so again, when we walk with God, sometimes we, we can't see what God would provide. But then God does provide. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 5. As we consider this walk, it's a spiritual walk. It's a faith walk. And let me say this uh, uh, thirdly and finally. It's a distinct and different walk. This is noted here in Genesis chapter 5, verse number 22. It says, Enoch walked with God after he had begot Methuselah 300 years and begot sons and daughters. It says he walked with God 300 years. Did he live just 300 years? No. Look at verse number 21. It says an Enoch lived 65 years and he got through Methuselah. So 65 plus 365 gives you his life, so to speak, on this earth. 365 years. Of this lifetime, how many years do you walk with God? We've already answered that. 300 years. How long was this distinctive walk with God it was 300 years and when did his walk with God begin as soon as his son was born as soon as his son was born things change somehow we don't know why they changed or how they changed or uh what happened with this change but again we find again that in life a walk with God will begin at a particular point in time We are to walk as he walked and as he wants us to walk. Let's turn to Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. There's there's a lot more verses on this subject of walk, but I just want to consider just a few more before we close here today. Luke chapter one and uh, and verse number five. Luke chapter one, verse number five. The case of Zacharias and Elizabeth is good for us to consider here this morning. And uh, it talks again about this walking with God. What does this walking with God entail? Again, we're putting, again, some verses together along with, again, those verses in Genesis. In Luke chapter 1, verse number 5, it says, There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was a daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous, Before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. What do we see here in Luke chapter 1? We see a husband and we see a wife walking in the commandments of God, and the Bible says they were blameless in the ordinances of the Lord. So, what is an ordinance? In simple terms, it's an order. It's something you order. We talk about the New Testament ordinance. And what are the two orders, so to speak, of the New Testament? To partake in the Lord's Supper and to partake in baptism. Doesn't mean those things you have to partake in to be saved, but there are things that we should partake in as we are believers. Now, these this priest and his wife, they had different ordinance that they were following after. What were they following in? They were... Uh, They were looking, I believe, to follow the Old Testament ordinances. In other words, what God dictated in Moses and what God dictated in the Old Testament for for believers and God followers to do. They were walking in all the commandments and all the ordinances of the Lord. They were blameless, but yet they had no child. Verse number seven. And so you find a little bit about Uh, Zacharias, and you find about Elizabeth. They were definitely people, just like Enoch, that walked with God. How did they walk with God? They walked after God's commandments and after God's ordinances. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 4. How can we walk with the Lord? Well, certainly we must walk by faith. We must have a spiritual walk that starts with the new birth. I mean, Enoch's walk with God, it started when his son was born, when Methuselah was born. And I'd have to say that's probably where his faith started. I'm not saying for sure, but it just seems to indicate that uh, there's something that changed when his son was born. Colossians chapter 4, verse number 5, that or he, he decided he was truly going to start walking with God in a, in a purposeful way. In other words, maybe doing things differently than he used to do. And uh, certainly it could be a place where he just started again to be totally committed to walking with the Lord. And so I can't say if it's a conversion place for sure, but it's certainly a place where he again decided that he was going to walk and uh, follow after God. We see here in Colossians chapter 4, verse number 5, the Bible says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. What does it mean to walk with God? To walk in wisdom. So we walk in wisdom the wisdom of god we are to walk in love the bible says to walk in the light let's turn to first john chapter 1 i'm going to end with a few verses out of first john and i want you to consider them how is your walk there's a lot of things about how your walk is in in first john and so again i encourage you maybe to look through the verse uh, verse several of the verses in 1 John that talk about our walk and our fellowship with God. It's, a, again, a, again a, a book of the Bible that deals with our fellowship, but it starts here in the beginning of the chapters. Here in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 6, it says, If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. How is this walk established? It's established through the blood. It talks about this walk here. Again, it mentions if we have fellowship with him, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Verse number 5, it says, But if we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. And so this walk is a walk of fellowship with God. And it begins with us having fellowship through the blood. It says the fellowship and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so even as we walk with him, we also have this ability to uh, be cleansed over and over again, in a sense, by the blood of Jesus. And someone says, do, do Christians walk perfectly with the Lord? Well, the answer is no. In verse number nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So we don't have a perfect walk. But we do have a forgiven walk. Let's look at chapter two and." uh Verse number 6, 1 John 2, verse number 6. He that saith, he abideth in him on himself also, so to walk as he walked. And so someone says, well, how do you know if you're a believer? How, how should you walk as a believer? The Bible says here, we are to walk as he walked. Christ set us an example, and we're to walk after him. As we looked at before, we are to walk in his steps. Let's turn to Second John. Uh, and there's just one verse I'd like to point out here in Second John. But it says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. Our walk is always a walk of truth. It's a walk of faith. It's a walk of love. It's a walk of life. It's a walk of fellowship. With the Lord. It's a walk of obedience, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Do we have a perfect walk? No. But we do have a spiritual walk, and it is a faith walk. Enoch walked with God. When did you start your walk with God? Let me encourage you to find salvation and begin a walk with the Lord. It will be different. Let's close as we consider the word of God here this morning.